thank you for the person who keeps saying this meeting will be recorded, but you never hear that. Anyway, there will be bourbon tonight back finally with Sarah Blake. How are you, madam? I am doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. I am imbibing. And I just would like to introduce Sarah for briefly. And the reason why she's on and why I wanted to talk to her is because she, unlike most Americans, that's a pretty fair statement, right? More than most decided to uh, go ahead and, and join this man's army last, was it last year? I enlisted in October of last year and I shipped in March of this year. Okay. And now the cool thing about this is Sarah is an award-winning journalist, which keeps with the tradition on this little podcast. We only have award-winning journalists, Sarah. I don't know if you know that. You have good uh, taste. Christina Wong, award-winning journalist. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and also the only other one I've ever had. So there you go. Two <laughs> award-winning journalists. Great. On here, right? She's based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Covers the Southeast region for the Associated Press. She is reported across the United States and around the world for local and international news organizations, shooting, writing, and editing her, her own stories. So you do, you're like kind of a, a one-man band, one woman Exactly band. a one-man band, yeah. One gender band. One yes, gender. We, right. we call it an M.M. Janes, a multimedia journalist. Yeah. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, this is what I need you to help with this, because uh, as you've been indoctrinated by now with the Army and the, the unnecessary amount of acronyms, she won the RTDNAC's 2017 Multimedia Journalist of the Year. What does that mean? It's not really that big of a deal, but it was no. the Radio and Television Digital News Association of the Carolinas. All right. Well, I never won that. So good for you. Congrats. <laughs> Thank oh, yeah. you. All right. So uh, among other things that she's done, she's interviewed politicians, protesters marching through tear gas. I bet that was a hoot. Um, mothers who've lost children to overdoses and embedded alongside soldiers in South America. Her extensive reporting on the military has led Sarah to her latest challenge in March of 2021, she enlisted in the U.S. Army Reserve and shipped off to basic combat training at 31 years old. You graduated in June and then you already ruined it by crossing over to the dark side. I did. I know. I'm sorry you to get to enjoy you. anything well, about not, the core mafia. Technically not yet. I mean, I'm still a specialist until I'm an OC in October. It would be great if you just used your e4 capabilities and just spied on this core that you're yeah, okay. to enjoy great. Yep. and then when it's time to commission maybe just be like you know what yeah hey. go through go through all of that hell for nothing yeah I mean, hey i had someone on twitter tell me that you know they were very excited to welcome me in the e4 mafia and then when they saw i was going to ocs they said unfollowed <laughs> well it's what you deserve fair fair <laughs> All right. So let's start with the, the big stuff. So how did you, what, okay. You were 31 when this happened. So I assume you're 31, 32. So 32, I turned 32 on the forge at Leonard Wood. Ooh. So it's Fort yeah. Leonard Wood where you did your basic training as well. Correct. It's the only place I've never been to. How was it? Uh, it sucked. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad it sucked. I don't want yeah. you to be like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. No. Uh, although, yeah. So anyway, let's, let's back up a bit because um oh yeah it's been so long so hold on what will be fueling this discussion tonight since you know in honor of sarah since she is in north carolina have you heard of this top i have not i'm all sure right. my husband upstairs probably has though all right we'll get him in on this all right so it's from north carolina it's in chapel hill this distillery oh, okay. and this one uh i'm not usually a big fan of the stuff that gets finished but they have a chip of vanilla toasted oak which is hanging out here in the bottom that kind of adds a little of the flavor to it but it's 100 wheat so it's technically not even bourbon it's carolina whiskey but anyway north carolina you north carolina i appreciate up? it 
I'm here for you, you know, and everybody else out there watching all around the world. We're pretty big in Israel. I hear on the, the numbers. Ah, okay. I have no idea. There's probably like two people that ever listen. <laughs> two people more than, you know, another podcast. That's, That's great. That's true. All right. So what led you to get into the media world first off? Uh, I was raised in a house where the news was always on. Um, and my mom always kept me abreast of political issues. And so much so that like, I thought that Tom Brokaw was a member of our family because he was on every single night. Uh, and I wanted a career that things were different every day. So I went into journalism. Um, I had to apply to 70 TV markets across the country. Um, when I came, got out of college, I worked at Nordstrom in Tampa while I was waiting for a job. Are you from Florida? I am. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in Tampa. I grew up in uh, Orlando. What up? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You didn't go to USF, did you? I did not. Oh, no. okay. All right. So we can Most of my graduating class went to either USF or UCF. Yeah. So. I went to UCF. Well, yeah. eventually, well, the second time I went back to school. I did not okay. originally. But anyway. Okay. okay. Good. Carry on. It's not about you. I mean, actually, it is about you. It's not about me. Just making sure you're not a bull because. No, no, no. Click. Don't worry about Bye -bye. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I applied to. 70 TV stations across the country. It took a few months. Uh, I got, I think, two offers out of the 70. And uh, Lubbock, Texas called, and nice. I had to look it up on a map, and the rest is history. I moved out there, and it was probably the best decision I've ever made was going Wait, to. Wait, what was, what was the other one? Uh, it was Albany, Georgia. I wanted to go somewhere far away, though, that, you know, yeah, Georgia, Albany's like right over the border, isn't it? So that's way. Yeah. Too close to, yeah. That's way too close to home. I got exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it, but it really going to a small TV market where you can make mistakes and, you know, learn from scratch is always the the uh, advice that I give journalists, because nowadays you can start in a bigger place, but go to a small place mess up like I did many, many, many times. I mean, I had so many live shots on television where I'm just like bumbling around like an idiot. I'm sure there's plenty of bloopers out there that I would never That's like much to find. That's pretty much this podcast. <laughs> Cheers hours, to that. Hours of this. Yeah. <laughs> so when you got out to Lubbock, what were you, what were you covering initially? What was the, you weren't like the sports weather? No, uh, it was just hard news. So okay, cool. um, basically any news of the day, car wrecks, homicides. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but all bad things usually. Yeah. Uh, dust storms, those were always fun, especially someone from you know the East Coast getting yeah. their first dust storm. Um, and Lubbock also had some you know pretty big national stories in the region that they would let us go to. So oh, you know, cool. uh, yeah, <laughs> some tornadoes in Oklahoma, um, a, a lot of experiences that I really learned from and that shaped me as a journalist. So did you, do you have like one big, like, holy shit, this is the one moment from Lubbock I'll always remember. And this is who I tell my, this is what I tell people about my time there. Or was it just like, eh, you know? Well, I mean, there are so many moments. Did you break anything? Did you like solve a serial killing? Did you, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I did a lot of really good stuff there. I will say I, my husband and I, who my husband is a reporter um, as well. And he uh, worked for the competing station. Ah, that's um, how it works, isn't it? Yep. We hated each other. Absolutely <laughs> hated each other. We we're always the stations or you two. Well, we, I hated the station, but in turn, oh, I good. hated him. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I'm not joking. Like it, <laughs> it's marriage. It, perfect. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we would, um, 
would always be competing on stories and he would do some really great work and watch he's gonna like run down the stairs when he hears me say this because he'll try to correct the record um (laughs) which is false his version is false Uh, but he (laughs) would i would tell him you know hey that was a really great story but nobody watched it because my station kcbd was dominant number one um so i was like too bad you know nobody saw it uh i mean (laughs) there was we tell the story all the time but there was the fertilizer plant explosion that made national headlines in west texas and we that wasn't our market but we both went out there and he got like about an hour head start on me on the road and um when i heard he was going i like flipped out and begged my news director to send me he sent me Nick got a flat tire. I like zoomed by this was we were dating at this point. I zoomed by him and he like called me and was like, Hey, I got a flat tire. It was the middle of the night. It was like 4 a.m. Got a flat tire. And I was like, Oh, I didn't see you. (laughs) Remember how news cars look? So it's like K Mac big on the side. And I pretended to see it. It's dark out. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, lots of those stories. Well, that sucks for him um so okay so all right let's let's this is this is important okay who asked who out first <sighs> you or did know, you guys swipe did you guys you weren't swipers no no i okay. i we've been me and my we started dating my in 2013 well okay yeah we were swipers 2013 yeah, no. that was pre those early tinder days Maybe. I'm not in Lubbock. It didn't make its way. Love. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It was very yeah. regional. Very regional. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, it was one of those things where like, we hated each other. We hated each other. And then when you're in a small TV market, everybody, nobody's there with their families. You're yeah. all young. You're right out of college. So everyone goes out to the bars, like after the, the, the 10 o'clock show. Um, so one night, all the stations were there. We started talking uh, in the parking lot and this is very morbid, but both, both of our dads passed away in very mm. tragic circumstances. Um, his dad was a green beret and was killed in Afghanistan. My That's dad died in a plane crash. Um, so that kind of brought us together. Damn. It sounds weird, but you know, that's kind of how we started like, Hey, you're not an asshole. We have a lot in common yeah. and the rest is history. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And what, so, so what did he think when you decided to finally move into the, the army he so obviously an army brat um yeah. he wanted to make sure that i knew what i was getting myself into um and that i helps. think when I, when i first like mentioned it i had just come back um from columbia with the 82nd and on a work trip and when i first mentioned it he was like okay whatever and uh, I went to see a recruiter. I just walked in to see a recruiter here in Charlotte, and he kind of blew me off and said, <laughs> you know, it's impossible to get to, get into OCS and blah, blah, blah. I know exactly so, why you were blown off. That's exactly yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't fill the quota. I, I, no, yeah, you, well, nobody wants to do the work on an OCS packet. That's all it is. Yeah, I get People, that. I get it's that. Just, and it's really not that hard. It's actually pretty simple, I think. Anyway. I ended up having a fantastic recruiter Good. somewhere else because <laughs> that one didn't work out. <laughs> Um, but after he like realized that I had gotten serious about it, he has been so supportive. I, I I think a lot of husbands at this point in our lives would be like, what the hell are you thinking? No. Um, but obviously I took, I took a pretty big pay cut and I left him with 
all the animals and he he was great he's got bourbon he'll be fine exactly so yeah okay so then what what propelled you to do that was it just being around soldiers or just seeing the experience or wanting to have that yourself after finally being exposed to it yeah a little bit of both um it you know a lot of people that i went through basic with they were like this is my lifelong dream i've always wanted to be a soldier that was not the case for me at all yeah same um (laughs) yeah i've always like had the utmost respect for the profession um obviously being married to a gold star kid my grandfather Mm. was a battlefield commission in in world war ii like it was ingrained in me but it wasn't something that i was ever really interested in um and which brings me back to what i said that's most americans yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, it. It just is though. No. Mm-hmm. mainly because like physically, I didn't think that I would ever be able to cut it. <laughs> and uh, the, the jury's still out on that one. Um, <laughs> but um, we, I, I was kind of in this rut at work where my job had become like really easy and it was yeah. no fault of my employers. It was all me. Yeah. And um, I just kind of just felt stagnant and like I needed a new challenge. Um, so I went last January, yeah, January, 2020, no, 2019, no, 2020. Um, I picked embedded... a great time to go do it too. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, January, 2020, I went down to South America with the 82nd. I spent about a week and a half with them there and had the time of my life. And, um, I came back and I was like, Hmm, maybe I'll do this. And that's when I went and saw the recruiter. The hell were you guys doing down in South America? Training with the Colombians. Spreading freedom. (laughs) Something like that. Handing out pocket (laughs) constitutions. Is that what it was? Something like that. (laughs) Training with the Colombians. That's cool. That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. So then, yeah. So now it's January, 2020. The world is about to stop. You went and found a recruiter and the first one blew you off. And then what happened? I, a friend of mine who I met through a story, he's a former Green Beret, uh, he connected me with a recruiter down in Miami mm. who um, just kind of took it full throttle and let's do this. And, you know, he handled everything. He was amazing. So what made you want to just, what made you want to go to OCS though? I mean. Like that, so you, you clearly, okay, you wanted to go in the reserves. I got it. You have a real yeah. job that you're trying to do, but then. You took it a step further and you're like, hey, I'm trying to do this OCS thing because you're pushing that age right yeah. there. You're right uh-huh. there. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I sure am. Um, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of it had to do with everybody talking in my ear like you don't at, at your age, you really want your life to be miserable. <laughs> so <laughs> um, actually, and- it's going to be miserable anyway, <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, And as I look at my enlisted friends that I went through basic with that, especially the 88 mics that are graduating in this week, I'm like, damn it, like, I could have done this a lot easier and been done now. But you know, uh, I needed I need a new challenge. So I'll go for it. Is that the branch you ended up getting was transportation? No, I'm Intel. Intel. Okay. Well, that's a strange. So that's another. So I'll, you know, I'll do three months of OCS, and then eventually have to go to Huachuca and do a very long time out there. Are they so sending you out to Monterey at all for language, or no? I wish no. Yeah, that's what, I would say that I, that's that's nearby where I'm at. So Monterey, I, I would have awesome. loved to have done that. Oh, it's so yeah, beautiful I, that place. I've been trying and failing miserably to learn Arabic for 
about a decade. Yeah, so I tried I, it once. I tried it twice, actually. Like I picked up a lot of words in Iraq in like 2003 because mm-hmm. we were just there so long. And then I remember I went to Afghanistan. I was like, oh, I'll try and remember that stuff. And like, bro, they don't even speak Arabic. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, that fucking sucks. And I took like three weeks of Dari. And then I was just like, well, oh, I, was just okay. cutting into my, I was cutting into my gym time. So I, yeah. I stopped going. Um, and then I tried to learn Arabic again because I have a friend who's, uh, she's, well, she's Palestinian, lives in Jordan. And she's mm-hmm. like, you should learn it. Because she learns, like, she knows like five languages. So, of course. That's you know, how, yeah. Language flex, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I speak English very well. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And I can understand a little bit of Spanish. I'm good. You know, you I'm go. a typical American. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you, you've been trying to learn Arabic and you're, you're clearly not going to at this point. No, well, I mean, I, I do years. think I, I went through basic with a guy who was um, going to Monterey and yeah. as a linguist. And I was like, damn it, maybe I mm-hmm. should have just done that. But I don't know. I didn't take the D lab and I don't know how I would do on it. So, but I eventually need to take it. I, I'd like to. It made it easier. Lab. So did they? Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, so I had someone like probably three years ago and they needed a certain, like you need a certain score, missed it by two points. And then like one quarter later, they changed it and dropped it like 14 points. And I was like, well, that's fucking oh, great. And then yeah, I called sucks. her up. I'm like, can we grandfather in? And they're like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I don't want to do this shit anymore anyway. So oh. yeah, it was great. She would have been good. She was a really smart, just not good at learning a fake language on the D laptop. Well, yeah, you know I, get I, mean? but whatever. I get that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're gonna go Intel. Um, so let's let's get back to basic training at uh, good old Fort Leonard Wood. Did, let's. did they uh, when they found out what you did? Did they call you fake news or, or anything cool? Or because I would have called you fake news if I was a drill sergeant. I'd been like, hey, fake news, come here. You. So put your uh, teeth away. Stop smiling. When I first, yeah, that's about that's about right. When I first got to Leonard Wood uh, and was assigned to my made it through reception, was assigned to my company. About a week and a half in, uh, I got COVID along with nice. 30 others. Uh, so we were all taken out um, and put in quarantine. And then I went to a whole another company. So the first company was not thrilled about my profession. Um, <laughs> the, I had one drill sergeant that just kept calling me a spy over oh. and over. Um, but the CID? company, the, what, so yeah, that's funny you say that. The, the second company that I ended up in, they were they, they were kind of more intrigued. Like, why the heck are you here? Yeah, um, it's fair. I so had, not talking to you. <laughs> I had one drill sergeant that every day in the DFAC, he would scream at me, you had a real job. Um, which, you know, and I would be like, yes, drill sergeant. I did. And I don't Still know, do in the it, reserves, bro. It, what up? <laughs> and in those in those moments i was like i did have a real job and why the f did i leave it for this bullshit <laughs> fair question we um, asked it. <laughs> fair question yep yep so yeah they were they were intrigued but very supportive um in fact uh our company commander i, I eventually i haven't started it yet but i eventually want to write some type of first person piece about my experiences and more so the people that i went through with yeah and good. he's he was all, totally on board was very supportive of that which i appreciate i also was told i don't know i have not confirmed this independently but i was told by a drill sergeant that three other companies passed on me and they wouldn't take me because of my job before I ended up yeah, where I, I was. I, I'm calling BS on that. No one knows. You're just a fucking roster. That's there's what I No, That's... like, oh, well, here, let's go. Well, it's not like there's like <laughs> a private draft. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here's, here. 
no, no, we're good. No, no, we don't want that one. No, I, I think he just did that to make you feel good. Or and feel that's bad. Why one or the other. Feel bad I or feel it, good. Yeah, it's more feel bad. <laughs> Although I will say like the goal from day one was flying under the radar. Like I yeah. didn't really want people to know. And I just wanted to blend yeah. in. That didn't end up working. Yeah. I have a big mouth. But, you know, it is what it is. I Yeah, I've been there twice because drill sergeant school is just basic training all over again so you were a drill sergeant i was um oh, so, gosh, yeah, yeah so you know you, you when you go back when you go to drill sergeant school it's literally basic training again same mm-hmm. order except this time you just know it's it's a game it's fun yeah like basic training you can only do it once the second time you're like ah, i know what this yeah, means yeah. this isn't real <laughs> yeah it was fun it was a blast i loved it i um, had good drill sergeants though i have i really can't good. complain yeah leonard wood is always uh from my experience either because i didn't i wasn't there i was based at benning but uh no leonard would always has a good reputation i think I'm not sure yeah. why that's because of all those goddamn mps there fucking i i know. guess I but know. i mean i was i miserable yes but i had a good experience I'm surprised they didn't send you to fort jackson that's what i expected i mean it's an hour and a half down the road yeah no that's where i went very hot i've heard that it's not so relaxed in jackson anymore that it's actually gotten a lot tougher i think it's just a cool word you know, like yeah. a cool little phrase. That's Sounds fair. cool. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing for Leonard Wood. There's no like, oh, no, something, nothing really rhymes with Leonard Wood. I'll uh, work on it. I'll try to. Come yeah. Figure something out. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like when I went, I thought I was just like, you know, after a while, once you get used to it, I thought it was, it was fun. It was a blast. And then I heard all my friends who went to Benning. I was like, Ooh, that sounds like it sucks. Mine time did yeah. not suck. I enjoyed it. I really did. And then we went in you know, drills art school was at Jackson. And like mm-hmm. I said, I, those are the best eight weeks of my life. So you bring up mentioning like you go to write a first person perspective. Me and my buddies have been messing with this because I went, that was 2008. Like we've, I've, those eight, nine weeks of drill center school were literally the funniest of my life. Really? And we've been trying to, this, you know, write something about it because the way it, it, it aligned, like the alphabetism of the, or the alphabetical nature of how we were all in the classes and people just knowing each other from previous experiences, like none of it made sense. The stars just aligned and it was hilarious. And we got in so much trouble, <laughs> but we were also, we won like everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Like we won marksmanship. We won PT. Like I won the commandant's leadership award, which really wow. pissed him off. Cause like <laughs> it came down to like a trick question with like your rear sight aperture and nobody was getting that. And I got it. And I just remember his face in front of it when I answered it correctly. I was like, <laughs> my head, but they, they really did hate us in a, in a, in a great kind of weird way. Like, it, and then like, I've run into so many of those guys around the world as well. Like this dude, Alan, he was a, a reservist as well. He was a firefighter. He, he was a, he was a first responder on nine 11. Um, and I remember we'd be in formation and he had this like blue bird finger puppet. So anytime like somebody did some blue Falcon shit, he would just throw it up. And it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I ran into him randomly, like at one night out in midnight challenge cobble. And then I ran into him again at Fort Knox, like two years later when I was at a, of course there i just like it, you'll see this i mean if you yeah. haven't yet probably but eventually you're going to run into so many people because the army's it, it looks big but it's not yeah it's so small I've heard that. Mm-hmm. yeah i've ran into my drill sergeants in korea i like I've, everybody i've seen from day one to now i've crossed paths with at some point like you just do i really hope i don't run into my drill sergeants but because it's yeah. still fresh like yeah, i it's, it's still young give it time yeah i went to um <laughs> Missouri this week for a, yeah. to shoot a story and I flew into St. Louis and that was obviously the first time I had flown into St. Louis since I flew in for basic and I was like oh my gosh like this it was it was a little traumatic yeah well, are, are you claiming PTSD already 
I, I, cool. said, <laughs> I, I said to my husband, I was like, listen, I just had this wave of emotion. And he kind of said that he's like, okay, you're being really dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you think? You, you obviously survived basic training. Not that bad, right? No, it wasn't. Um, I had built because I enlisted in October. So I had, you know, four or five months to sit and stew um, and just make it like this bigger beast in my head than it ended up being. Um, Yeah, it sucked. There were many times that I, God, I questioned my decision because I have a really nice life. And why did I (laughs) give that up? Um, but no, it wasn't that bad. And, you know, especially physically, that's what I had been so scared of. And, um, I hate to say this, but I wish that it would, it was a little tougher physically because I walked out feeling like, especially for OCS that I wasn't as prepared as Mm -hmm. I hoped I'd be. I think the worst thing for you Well, so you went during the COVID shit where everything's distance and also how was, what was that? Did you get the, well, I think trying to imagine you guys mark, did you guys march normally? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I I think it was different, like the start of the pandemic, but I went a year after the pandemic started. Oh, that's Um, right. Never mind. This past March. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And um, so it, we obviously had to wear masks all the time and there were certain (sighs) things that were different, but it, I, I do feel like the drill sergeant's hands were tied in a lot of things, especially with like PT. We weren't, yeah. they would, they worked us out as much as they could, yeah. um, but time constraints and people that, you know, didn't really want to do as much hold you back. There's always one. Yeah. <laughs> so did you prepare, like, were you an athlete at all? Like, nope. did you have any athletic back? No, nothing, nothing. Uh, None, don't work zero. out. Just, you know, you're just, I didn't No, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, obviously when I enlisted, I started. Yeah. Um, and I started running then I didn't really prepare much, uh, strength wise. I mean, I did like mm. push-ups and sit-ups, but I yeah, really, I really like buckled down and started running four to five times a week. Um, gross. about four months. Yeah, it is gross, but I'm really glad I did that because gosh, I felt for the people that were falling out left and right. And that would have been me if I wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. So Let's talk leg tucks. <laughs> Let's guys, talk leg tucks. Did you guys just do like familiarization with the ACFT at all? Or when you were so there? we did, um, yeah, like a let, let's teach you how to do all yeah. these events, but it wasn't really teaching. It was yeah. like, here's a hex bar, figure it out. I'm going to throw my back out kind of thing because I had never done it. Um, and then we did two actual ACFTs. So the first one I passed because oh, nice. I did the, but because I did the plank. Oh no! And then, That's so hard. It's so much harder. No, it wasn't harder. It wasn't. <laughs> oh, and then the second sorry. one, they decided, nope, you can't do the plank anymore. So I failed that because I didn't have like that. So I just got back from Fort Eustis and I just did the the ACFT, the OIC, and the NCOIC validation course. Okay. Week long, learn everything, get all hands on, break it down. Did two ACFTs. Um, yeah, you know what? Well, they were very strict with the reps. So they were handing out tons of no reps, like on the push ups and the leg mm-hmm. tucks, you can definitely get a lot of no reps because form issues. Mm-hmm. So I must've done like 15, I think of the leg tucks and I only got credit for nine 
because oh, of, wow. it's like, yeah, like they're really strict. It's same with pushups. I did. I remember. Wait, like, so what were you doing in those other ones? So that- with the, with the, the, you're supposed to come to a complete locked out position mm-hmm. at the bottom when you start your second rep. And so I would have some slight flexion. Oh, now you can have slight wow. flexion when you go up, but you can't like, you have to reser- return to the starting position essentially. Okay. So apparently I wasn't doing that. And I was already tired from the sprint drag. Like that's, that's what kills you. That's sprint oh, drag. God. Like, it's so, I have nightmares. I, I have nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and then same with pushups. I think I felt like I did like 55 ish and I got credit for 43 both times. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the same thing, like hands not coming back in all the way, mm-hmm. your, your feet getting, starting to slip as you're, you know, just, it just forms stuff that you can't really, you don't know that you're doing. And if, you know, graders aren't actually paying attention or if they're not enforcing it, then you can probably get away with stupid stuff. But yeah, listen, yeah. I got 28 on my first one and I promise you, I did not do 28 correct hand release. <laughs> so, See, that's the fun thing about schools though, is that like schools are kind of like a, you'll learn this as you go through is like, schools are really the, the, the time where the grading is the strictest. And I hate to say that, that why well, should it should be one standard? Well, yeah, there is one standard, but it's selective when it comes to enforcement. And then schools is the only time you can't really screw that up. So, but my thing with that was, is, you know, once we learn everything, then we have to go and teach it. And then we had to teach the, the, the graders who came in after us and validate them. And I demonstrated the plank. No. I can't plank for two minutes and nine seconds. Absolutely what? not. Absolutely not. I, I'm just a strong individual. I could, but I, there's no, yeah. there's nothing about me that can do planks. Like by a minute, I was like, I'm good. Just let's just drop. Like it's so much easier to just I do did, the leg tucks. I did it for, I think like 215 and the girl next to me was like at 250. So, but I can't do a leg tuck. I still can't. I'm going to CrossFit now. Yeah, yeah girl. I, I hate it, it's but I'm point. going. Yeah, I've seen your tweets. I hate it, um, but it, I said if I don't walk out of there in two months and have my damn leg tuck, I need my oh, money will. back. You will. So, okay, motivation for you. So, 2018 is when the ACFT kind of came about, right? So, one of my instructors, Sarn Hawking, what up? Um, she could not do them in 2018. Now she's an instructor, and she does 20 like it's nothing. Holy shit! Yeah. Like she's wow. got this technique where it's just like perfectly reloading at the bottom and everything and she can do fucking 20 and wow. she's trying to go be a dress star. And so I was trying to help her with some, some mentorship with some people I know still at the school. So, um, but yeah, it can be done. It absolutely can be done. You just, it, I, I hate to say this and most people, if you haven't figured out yet, or you will like the one thing that people don't really realize the way you can get better at things in the army is you just do them. You start to get better. Like, it's almost as if people complain about the leg tuck FS. It's like, oh, why can't I get 40 out of 40 on marksmanship? Well, do you shoot? <laughs> no, you, do, you don't. Sure. You, shoot, you shoot twice a year? Yeah, well, sure. why do you think you're not getting better? And I get it. You're limited when it comes to certain places. But if you just work, you're doing CrossFit, like that stuff's going to prepare you. You're going to be fine on the test. You'll be able to do leg tucks. I, I still I think that. doing one leg tuck's better than doing a plank for two minutes and nine seconds. I mean, let's see on October 5th when I go back to planning <laughs> if I can do it. We'll see. It's no. the one that screwed, like, no, I'm I know. Dead from that carry, the spring drag. Yeah. No, I can't. Uh-huh. My runs were awful and it was so hot and humid. I hate the East Coast. Sorry, I know you're from Tampa, but there's nothing about the East Coast I miss. I'm out here in California. I'm good. I don't, I ain't trying to go back. 
I'm not trying to go back to Tampa. North Carolina is a, a different ball game. Yeah, We've got okay. the mountains. We got the beach. It's yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need you need topography. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we do not have no in interest in going back to Tampa. Yeah. No, thank you. All right. So you, you crushed basic training, and now you're just waiting to go to OCS, or I mean, I don't know if crushed is the right you word. Passed, like, right? did you? I passed, and that had you know, it, it was. It's funny to say that there were. I had some really great times, and I met yeah. one of my best friends, who I'm sure will be one of my best friends forever. Yeah. Um, but I like I wasn't great at a lot of things, and I think that was something that I internally had to deal with because I historically have not done a lot of things that I'm bad at because I, you know, I like being bad at things. Um, so when I wasn't like killing it every day, yeah. like that was frustrating and I just had to accept it, especially <laughs> being a lot older than everyone. Yeah, that's there. true. Also, like you got people looking at you so you can't really quit or have a bad mm -hmm. day. So yeah. That's, that's, yeah. 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 So what was your yeah. favorite? Like, did, would you have like a, a an exercise or a, you know something, so a task, a battle drill? Was there something that you're like, this is fucking cool as shit? I'm gonna teach my husband this when I get home. Or were you I mean, to be honest, I had the time of my life on the forge. Everyone, yeah. so many people were miserable, and That's they fun. just wanted to go back. And it it was my birthday, and <laughs> it, I was being rained on. You know in the sleeping bag we didn't have tents i had the time of my life um and i was like okay this is why i joined the army to do dumb shit like this yeah. that sucks but i love it um so yeah that I'll, I'll never forget that um and i mean everything else i there wasn't one thing like i never wanted to quit yeah. um oh okay i take that back I did want to quit many time, many Sunday afternoons during area beautification. Yeah. I mean that you get the option to go to church. You should take it. No, I did go to church <laughs> in the morning and then they would save it for the afternoon. Uh, but I thought about becoming Mormon for my yeah. time there because their service was like three hours and they got out of it. I became I Catholic on deployments just because, you know, they, they do all kinds of stuff where you get out of church. <laughs> I, I really considered it. Yeah. Um, Big deployment Catholic. That's me. But those were like, those were for some reason, the, I think probably my hardest moments that like, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, if you get time to around, out of a tire pit yeah. for hours or when our drill sergeants would like take away our indoor privileges and we would just mm. have to do that all day that i was like okay this is rock bottom <laughs> <laughs> yeah anytime like you get you get you get left with your thoughts is a bad time in the military you know as long as you got something to distract you or something to do it's not that bad but agreed and we had a lot i think especially because of covid we had a lot of time that we yeah, were just left alone to study our blue book did you get any type of graduation still or with the yeah, we did. Um, yes. And it was, they just started resuming graduations right before I did. So mm, that's cool. I was very great because when we started, they told us that family families wouldn't be allowed. And then in May, they brought that back. So um, that was a relief that you know, my, my mom's overseas. Um, she works for the State Department, but my husband got to come and oh, cool. Um, yeah. So you're, going to, yes, no, so you're going to Benning. I'm going to Benning. Yeah. So a great place to have a graduation. Just so you know, there's just, you're in for a surprise. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're going to have, there's some cool shit. Yeah. It's okay. coming. Okay. Okay. 
I don't know if I should believe you. You should um, You were there. a drill sergeant. I don't been know. There, been there many times. <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, yeah. I, so I went, I sh- after our graduation, we were held at Leonard Wood for like a week. And then we shipped to Benning and 100 of us showed up for eight spots. Uh, they didn't know that we were all coming. I'm not sure how that happened. Um, I'll tell but, you what, never mind. That's a story offline. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, but so that it was like, you're just going to have to stick here until the next class opens up in October. And I'm like, mm, I cannot do that. I have to go back to work. So luckily they, about a month ago, they released me to go home. Um, they were going to the just rest- pay you guys to stay there until October doing nothing? Yeah. Well, so, and that was what was going to happen, but there were so many of them that ultimately they just, they ended up starting a trap class uh, this past Monday. So part of me Um, wonders, eh, should I have stayed? But I think I'm going to get in better shape being here, even though everybody was like, go home, you're going to get out of shape. But I actually think I'm going to get in better shape being here. So, yeah, I think you'll start to realize also like it's better PT, they say PT is an individual event, right? It, it's much easier to, to do shit on your own to prepare for it. Cause the stuff that you guys do, especially once you become an officer and you have a, an actual, a unit or whatever, you're not going to be getting the opportunities to do as much of that stuff as you think. Cause you got other shit to deal with. So it really does become an individual event. And if you're going to be doing the CrossFit thing, I think you should, you know, that's, that's definitely going to help you. It definitely helps with the ACFT. So for sure, okay. you know, it's fun. It's a good time. Just remember, you still have to run. You don't do enough running in CrossFit, just so you know. I know. Trust me, I'm, I, I, I'm, I've learned the hard way. I used to be able to run. Well, so I've never maxed the PT test. I've gotten 299 twice. Okay. I got like 1320 on the runs back to back years when I was the drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. The, the max was like a 1318. So I've never been able to run. Um, well, I've never been able to max. And now, no, I'm like right in the <laughs> 75 to 80 points on the run. I'm good. I'm never going to max it. I have no, I'll go get my maxes elsewhere. I can deadlift. That's easy. There you go. Yeah, I can. Well, you can sprint drag pretty fast and I can throw a ball behind me pretty what's far. Your, that, what fast. was your sprint drag time? 144 twice. Eight. Yeah, 144. Okay. We saw a few, actually female lieutenant. She was like my size. She was a big. She was tall. <laughs> she got a 154. Dang. But couldn't do a leg tuck though. Isn't that is crazy. Really so is. that's the question. Do you so, think what's going to happen? Is it going to stick around? Well, oh yeah. Well, so what member Siren Hawkins I was telling you about who couldn't do them either. What she's figured out is that what most women lack when it comes to that is just the upper body strength. Because if you think about the sit-up, there's no difference between the male and the female score for the sit-ups. It's a test mm-hmm. of your core and your, your, your hip flexors, right? So the women don't, you guys don't have an issue below the waist like or the core. The core's fine. You can get your legs up. It's just getting that elbow bend, which is what you, people yeah. have to work on. You got to work the biceps. You got to work just, I, I always say that what I've taught some of my female soldiers now is, is work on static holds to where you're getting that 90 degree angle yeah. with your elbow and, and just work on that. Cause that's going to develop your strength. And then deadlifts are definitely going to help you as well. People think deadlifts are just some evil thing. that are going to hurt everybody. I'm like, no, it's going to develop your entire strength, your entire body and your upper back. And it's going to help you with pulling. It's a pull. Well, what is this? You have to pull yourself to this yeah, point and then true. bring your knees to your elbows. Right. So the closer you can get your knees to your elbow or your elbows to your knees, it's going to make the leg tuck easy. Er, it's not easy. Well, yeah. And I'm glad that I'm doing CrossFit, even though I hate it, because when I first tried to deadlift at basic, I was like, that shouldn't hurt in my lower back, but nobody was telling me what I was doing wrong. So um, yeah, I'm yeah. glad that I'm learning those skills somewhat. And in OCS, I mean, obviously they're still not counting the ACFT. Uh, mm. I think it goes towards your OML. 
Um, ah, but I, yeah, but the well, run really is what does you. you already got your branch. So it doesn't I know, matter. I know. Yeah. 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 That's the, isn't that the great loophole of the reserves is you want your branch yep. guaranteed? <laughs> Listen, I don't know if I would have done it if I was walking in there having to compete for a slot. That's tough. That's it really, really is tough. A, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good loophole to have. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, they're, they kick out people left and right for not having a run time. So I'm trying to alternate now because it's, can you run? Uh, I I'm almost there. Yeah, I can, but am I at the time yet? It's four miles and 36 minutes. 30. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's, it's your, it's your standard airborne truffle. You got this. Well, I'm working on it. Okay. It's a nine minute mile. You got this. Come on. I can do three at a nine minute mile, but when so I, why not four, do four? That's I'm working on it. Okay. I'll report back in a couple of months when my <laughs> about go one at it, plan. one over one at it. Okay. You know, just make... oh, yeah. Easy as that. Absolutely. Hey, but, but I went to basic and I think I ran five times in that entire what? 12 Why? weeks, mm, maybe like Why? eight. Why couldn't you guys run? Is the COVID shit? It really wasn't because of COVID. You're supposed to run two or three know. times a week. What's the Maybe like two weeks we ran twice a week, but mainly it was either one or not at all. What? What were you doing? Um, I don't know. <laughs> like, Sounds we were like doing a... other PT. Oh, but... great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So see, I do. So running's like leg touch. You know how you get better at running? Run. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's the secret I, to everything. When I Repetition. got home, I, I started, like I did a few days where I went to CrossFit and then I ran mm -hmm. and then my, I started, my knees started hurting. Like I was like 77. So I'm I like, saw I'm that. That was a nice tweet. That. yeah. Um, so we'll see, but yeah, I have to get that time down because that is what they're, they're not cutting for the ACFT, but they will kick you out if you don't have that runtime. Have you ran four miles yet? Yeah, I can run a lot further than that. I just can't do it in the time. Okay. Just asking the question. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Damn, sound like Donald Trump at a press conference. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Throw that out there. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So that's cool. We got something to work through. Plus, you got plenty of time. October is like six months from now. Yeah, six months. Two or months, two. whatever. Great. Same thing, yeah. you know? So you're going to be there October. What are you, what are you going to do for Halloween? You got to play pranks um, on the instructors. You got to do something. I'll, you time. Know, I'll probably be studying military history with my ascot on i don't know <sighs> boring no you need to cause some trouble all right you need to be yeah, memorable okay. yeah don't be forgettable be memorable I'm, let those I'm people right. realize hey who the hell was sarah oh i remember sarah yes it's true I, I think i think my drill sergeants at leonard woodwell maybe like one or two maybe yeah. not i don't know maybe not. like i said i tried to go under the radar and then it just didn't it doesn't work. happen yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I got so, a little mouthy sometimes. So, hey, story of my life. Yeah. You know? Same thing. <laughs> You're not a Sagittarius, are you? I'm not. I'm a Gemini. Oh, yeah. She's a Gemini. You guys, well, yeah, that makes sense. You guys are like nice and then evil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flip yeah. like that. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I can see that now. It all makes sense. Mm, interesting. Yeah. There were part of the, the, the strange part of basic was, drill sergeants being younger than me like that was mm -hmm. a let that took some getting yeah. used to or my age and i'm like oh in another world we might have been friends but i hate you and you hate me <laughs> like 
so that's that when was, you're like guess what you know what in f- four months five months i'm gonna outrank you so keep playing those fucking games yeah. there, girl sausage see what happens Fuck i had one girl sergeant that no. said if you ever if i ever see you on post i will do an about face before <laughs> like, i understand that i don't I blame run. you i would do the same thing so when you go into airborne school are you gonna be a leg the rest of your life i'm not gonna be a leg um absolutely not my husband the son of a green beret Mm -hmm. would never let that happen um so who knows i might try to tack that on to and i'm my uh units at fort bragg so i can't be the only airborne airborne unit type of thing i'm not no but everyone at bragg is so i'm not going to be the only person Well, the, good, the good thing is you know it, it's good and bad good for you because you're you know still just you're young with am the, i well as a lieutenant a let, you're still a lieutenant whether you're a 20 year old lieutenant or you're a 31 year yeah old. okay but you know age-wise I mean? i'm rank. not my knees yeah. are gonna be even worse after it's that it's not that bad you're only gonna do five jumps most likely four because the fifth one's supposed to be a night jump and no one ever really gets to do it anyway oh really yeah yeah oh, you didn't know that okay. did you i didn't know that okay it's not that bad why not is it just <laughs> Like it's a safety thing. Or... It's just like the 250 foot tower. Nobody ever really gets to do that because it's always too oh. windy. But you know, you'll get to see a demonstration of a dummy drop off. Some people get to do it. I I didn't. I, most people I know didn't. But okay. Um, no, but that's cool. So you should go. No, but here's my story. I always tell this story because I want people to understand it because it upsets me. And I hope you take this with you and put it in your developing officer brain. Right. Remember. Your soldiers are way less expensive than you are when it comes to training, right? Now, I remember this because I, I was at Fort Benning as a drill sergeant. We had a cycle break and I finally got to go to airborne school, okay? And so I went, you know, little E6 me's there like, yay, airborne school, finally. And we're doing, you know, we're, we're getting in process and there's this, this dude was huge. He must've been like 6'5". He was a big boy. But it's a full bird colonel. Also in the reserves. Okay. In school with you? Coming into my airborne class wow. with me. Yeah. And I just remember because now I had been in the reserves most of my career up to that point as well, right? I joined reserves initially. And I just remember always, once I finally figured out what airborne school was, which was in basic training, I never knew anything when I joined. I was just like, hey, 9-11 happened. I got to go join. But then when I learned what airborne school was like, man, that sounds fucking cool. Shit, I'm going to try and do that. Every I asked every drill for years. Nope, we don't have any money to send you to school. Nope, there's no money. No, no funding. No, there's no reason. Why do you need to be airborne? Whatever. And then when I finally got to do it, I look behind me and I'm listening and watching this dude. And I'm like, that motherfucker's in the reserves too. <laughs> How much? To, and he wasn't staying in the barracks, obviously, with us. He was yep. off post, TDY wow, in a hotel okay. with a rental okay. coming to formation every morning. I'm like, Dang. How much money did it cost to send a full bird colonel for three weeks? Yeah. Plus all this you know, his travel, his hotel and his car, how many fucking privates could have gone in his place? Yeah, that's a good point. Absolutely. At least 10. Yeah. At least. At least 10 of his soldiers could have went. You think that many? Yeah, for, for lower enlisted? Yeah. Okay. You're thinking for three weeks, you're probably talking about maybe, and this was 2010, 2000, yeah, did I go in 2010? Yeah, no, 11, 2011. What? maybe $1,800 for those three weeks per soldier. And then they're in the wow. barracks. You're only getting what, three weeks of subsistence. So that's what another 200 bucks. If, if that yeah. maybe, and then your flight, that's like 10 grand. Wow. Yeah. Maybe more. Okay. Maybe we're talking like 15 grand either way. I guarantee a full bird salary for three weeks 
just that alone and is damn near <laughs> and expenses. Yeah. Exactly. So that's all I'm saying. Please, when so, you go forth and you're a full bird colonel one day, please send your soldiers to airborne school. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'm going to quite make it there. Uh, we'll see. I, I just Not need with to make, that attitude. I'll tell you that I, much. Right well, now. <laughs> well, uh, I just need to make it to captain. So I'll be captain Morgan. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah it's that's a big that's... jump. Once you go from like lieutenant to captain, captains make a ton of money. It's crazy. Yeah. Look at the pay scale one time and just look at the jump. Like once really? Captain, okay. Yeah, it's like lieutenants. But I mean, make, reserves is different. Like I'm just doing all it. All you got to do is get on orders, and you're making eleven thousand a month. That's true. Mm-hmm. My husband has. He keeps saying he thinks that like he watched me enjoy and love the army. I mean, obviously, I haven't really experienced real army life. I know basic training is not real army life, but I love real the, as it gets, Sarah. Well, I loved the atmosphere. <laughs> it's never going to be that hard again. <laughs> so, you know. I loved the atmosphere more than he expected. And, and actually, like when I came back, it kind of took, it took a couple of weeks for me to like remember how to be a normal human and not, you know, have to go to the bathroom with a battle buddy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that could work with your husband, I guess. <laughs> buddy, yeah, help. No. Yeah. Help. <laughs> And like not be scared that they were gonna, you know, snipe me in the hallway if when I ran across by myself because that happens a lot. Um, but yeah, it took a while for me to get used to it, and he he wasn't expecting that, so he he kind of thinks he keeps saying he thinks I'll go active at some point. I don't think that's gonna happen, but he thinks that's what's gonna well. Happen. I mean, you're going in the reserves. Are you familiar with tour of duty? Yes. Okay, that's your best weapon. Okay, and that way you can at least. Yeah, it can choose what you do and you go active like everybody I've come across that's learned all these things these tricks from me over the years is like everybody wish they would have went reserves because you just have control really of your career. Hmm. You have control okay. of your career especially now um now I'm sorry you missed the forever war but yeah. <laughs> those yes. tours aren't going away anytime soon right? yeah. there's still mm-hmm. tons of locations and all and especially for intel like just mess around with tour of duty one day when you're bored and just okay. put in just put in 01 actually you can, because you can go two ranks up now, getting someone to justify you as an 03 maybe be harder, but just look like because you can two ranks up, one rank down, right? But then just look at all those assignments that are available. It's okay. fucking cool. It's cool shit. That's how I did my last deployment as a platoon sergeant ah. to uh, in 2015. Okay. Yeah. So I went to me and my LT. We were based in Kuwait, but we had soldiers there, Jordan, the UAE, and Qatar. And all we did was the two of us would just do battlefield circulation once a month. And Jordan is the best. It was. There is it was, no it was, better place. It was a fun time. I love Jordan. I floated like in it, the Dead Sea. I can say. Heck that. yeah! We, <laughs> my husband and I did our five-year anniversary in Jordan, and everybody right. was like, "Why did you pick that?" And uh, I had Amman. just always Have you guys wanted been to. to oh, yeah. it was it was incredible. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, incredible. That's a cool spot. Well, so the fun part was driving because we were in so JTC, the Joint Training Compound, which we shared with. Uh, there were some SF dudes there. And then we shared the rest of it with the Jordanians, Jordanian army. Mm-hmm. And then Kasadik, which is the King Abdullah Special Operations Training Compound, which okay. was up the street, right? So, and that's all SF dudes and all. It was really nice, really great facility. They just blew a hole in a mountain and just stuck a facility there. It's pretty cool. But along the way, you got to drive through Zarka. And Zarka are not friendly to the United States. Ah, and if okay. you remember, Al-Qaeda and Iraq's leader uh, at the time, Al-Zarqawi, I was That's like, right. Hey, he was there. Yeah. He was from there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, they still don't like us. <laughs> so that was always an interesting highway. I got some adventure. great highway footage from back in the day. Like 
I swear they don't grow plants on the side of the road. They grow trash bags. It's weird. There's like trash everywhere <laughs> along, the, huh. along the highway to Zarka. Oh, it was awful. Awful. Yeah, I, I hope to get back over there at some point. My mom uh, is State Department and she's That's cool. I, I try to like make get like give my feedback so she'll go to a cool place unfortunately yeah. she's never gotten jordan she's in mongolia now what? Um, that's a real place though it is Damn. actually i i had a drill sergeant i one day say like what are you gonna like go to mongolia <laughs> place and i was like oh my mom lives there drill sergeant <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah because yeah i got let's look that up what's your mom like does she like it does she speak no what? she does no. not no? <laughs> speak just- mongolian no, not Mongolian. I just assumed you would have some sort of like, I don't know, Eastern language knowledge to be over there. She was in Kabul for two years oh, up okay. until last, uh, in July, she left a I year ago. Kabul. Country in East Asia. Hey, and yeah. for the for the embassy, living's nice. I, I So we were in, uh, what the fuck's the name of it? How have I forgotten this? <sighs> the damn base in Kabul, right across the street from Res- Resolute Sport. No, that was the mission. The little compound in Kabul. There's the embassies right here. The compounds in an L shape. This is gonna bother me. So now that you're you're on with me, you're gonna have to help me figure this out. Okay. Okay. Give me. Start you're saying like things that begin with Kabul. <laughs> Was it, it's not what's connected to the airport, is it? No, that's Kaya, which was like four miles down the road. She would always, it's connected to the embassy. She would always just call it RS. No, it wasn't connected. It was on the other side of the street. The embassy was separate. They they don't really let her out much. No, Kaya Military Training Center was, that's the base where we went and I got certified in a range there once. Okay. Oh my God. How do I not know this? This is not good for my memory. So you don't. I should know this too. You should. New Kabul compound, NKC. There we go. The new Kabul compound. Never heard of that. Okay. Yeah. So right there in downtown, uh, it was a three-star billet. So you had, uh, it was all senior officers and commands and shit. So, but no, it was cool. Cause uh, so, you know, when, you know, one cool thing about you, you bring, it comes up to your, your, um, your, your religious studies that you wanted to do Mormon, right? To get more time off. So what did I do? Well, we ran the Marine Corps Marathon in conjunction with them back in the States. Oh, that's cool. Well, the only reason I did it was to get a day off. Okay. Yeah. And so- Only person that would run a marathon to get a day off. What? I wasn't getting one any other way. You know, yeah, so- okay. <laughs> 7 to 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. every night. So screw that noise. So I was like, yeah, hey, I'll run the I'll run the marathon. And so I'd only ran one other one in my life and I actually trained for that one. I did not train for this at all. <laughs> but our compound was like this little L shape and it was 0.6 miles around, 0.67 miles around, 0.68. So yeah, it was literally 39 laps. And every oh, hour they would just blow the horn and be like, so you just turn around and go a different oh direction. Oh my god. Up a that bit. sounds miserable. It was. It was awful it was like the worst five and a half hours of my life <laughs> it was like an hour i was like an hour and 50 minutes slower than when i actually trained for it. <laughs> well, i mean yeah, there's not much bad. to look at not much got to motivate you got the day off actually the yeah. scenery is not bad like Kabul is a pretty beautiful city like the surrounding area oh, yeah i mean the in the you've got the mountains there mountains when i was running but you know. 
Did you see any, did you come across any of the cats in the compound? Uh, honestly, there wasn't a ton of cats. I in asked Afghanistan. this for a reason. Oh yes, there is. There's Not so there. many. No, there was a ton of cats in Kuwait in on Erfjan. I have tons of pictures with those little fuckers. So my mom was like, she was one of the the top people in the Kabul cat committee, and they would. <laughs> it's insane, but they would take care of you know all the embassy cats, which there were dozens and dozens, and she would be taken into the vet when they climbed into barbed wire and Aww. got all cut up. And actually the other day, a Washington Post reporter tweeted out a press conference that was held on the Resolute support side. And there was a cat that was like wandering around in the video um, as the official was speaking. And I sent the video, oh, there's a cat. Here's oh, that's a kitten. cute cat. Yeah, this is Frankie. We just Aww, adopted him a Frankie. few weeks ago. I'm sorry, I just woke you up, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, anyway. Yeah, he doesn't look thrilled about that. <laughs> He'll be fine. What's he going to um, move out? I mean, he'll be yeah, right. that's true. That's true. Uh, and so there was a cat like that was as this, you know, press conference is going on. This cat is wandering around and I sent the video to my mom. I was like, oh, mom, I was joking. I was like, do you know this cat? And she said, oh, yeah, I know that cat. We put it over on the RS side because he takes care of the mice. And I was like, OK, this is weird. But yeah, my mom knows the cat. When she was in Algeria, they called the organization the Diplo Cats. So Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. wordplay. Wow. They're very, they're very, very, um, very well known on the international cat stage. Yes. Yeah. And you know, she, that led to me adopting a dog from Afghanistan. So she's somewhere. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I've always wanted to do that. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. The great or- organization over there um, that does it. But she still doesn't know how to use the bathroom outside. We're working on that. Oh, well, that's fine. It's, you know, most soldiers don't either. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, one of my OICs, uh, my last command, she, uh, her and her husband, well, it was her husband's dog. Uh, it was like a bomb sniffing dog, Labrador. Mm-hmm. His name was Darko. He just recently passed, but he was so fucking cool. He had, he was mm. all, he was screwed up though. He had PTSD hard. The dog but, did? Yeah, yeah. He had like nine years over there. Oh my gosh. I and he finally that. brought him home. Yeah. So oh. what was funny is, so, you know, it, it was funny at the time, maybe a little dicked up now and I look back on it, but you know, ring doorbell thing and all that stuff had just come out and she had a camera inside the house and we would just like, at lunchtime, we would get around the camera and she would, you know, turn it on and be like, Darko, Darko, oh. he'd come running. Oh. Oh, that, yeah, that is, that <laughs> is. dicked up a little bit, but I mean, you know, she thought it was soothing for him to hear her voice. I don't, I don't maybe, know. maybe it was. You know, listen, when I came home from <laughs> basic, like I was really expecting this moment, like where my dogs. You've like, watched too many did. videos. Yes. And I was so excited for this video that I would post. You know, my dogs <laughs> would be. And no, they just kind of were like, hey, mom, where have you been? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Did you bring snacks? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. It was disappointing. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe you just didn't leave long enough. Maybe that's what it was. I, I guess I need to leave longer. Yep. And for Nick to take care of all the animals all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, so how many you got? So we have the Afghan dog. We have a, a rescue from Texas. Uh, there's an Algerian cat on the couch oh, right shit. now. Yeah. And then there's another cat. It's, it's a lot and he hates oh the cats, but what? 
And actually, my mom is, she's saying that she's bringing two cats from Mongolia next week. And he says, <laughs> no, they will go to the shelter. So we'll oh, see who wins damn. that we'll argument. See, yeah. Might have to uh, upgrade the house. Yeah. Maybe yeah. put them outside. You got a fence? Yeah. No, I mean, we live like in the middle of Charlotte. We can't do that. Yeah. 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 That sucks. I know. Well, exactly. cool. Give the shelter a heads up. Let them know they'll be getting yep. two uh, international. Two Mongolian cats. Yep. <laughs> two Mo- what are what what kind of cats come from Mongolia anyway? These things gotta be. I mean, like they just look sized. like normal cats. No, mm-hmm. they were kids. She adopted them together, and now she won't split them up, which I understand. But she's not gonna be taking care of them. Her daughter will be. Yeah. Well, it sounds like she should keep them. Why can't she keep? We them? won't get it. I'll give you her number. But yeah, I was gonna say let's connect her real quick. See, we get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's connect right into the embassy. Yeah. Uh, ma'am. <laughs> Uh, we seem to have a little issue with the cats. What's going on? Yeah. Would you like to let's, let's sort this out when we can. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so you're back at work? Yes. Um, I've been working are, are they, for. Are they waiting on the, the story from you, or they're just kind of like, oh, okay, Sarah's back? <laughs> um, I mean, I was originally <laughs> supposed to. I thought I was starting OCS right after basic. Yeah. So. That's a, yeah. Originally, my timeline was coming back in uh, September, and I was like, surprise, I'm here. I'd love to have an income and yeah. uh, make some <laughs> money <always> <laughs> while I'm home. So if you'll have me back, and I can't say enough amazing things about my boss, my direct boss at AP. He was like, yep, we'll take you. And so um, I've just been doing little things here and there until this week I went yesterday, I was in a a COVID ICU in Missouri where Mm. cases are obviously surging there. So that story I have to crank out tomorrow and wherever the wind takes me after that. Where is the wind going to take you after that? I don't know. I hope I've, I tried, I've been trying to go to Afghanistan, but. Yeah, that's over. Did you just hear? I know, but there's a lot to cover. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's what I meant to ask. So you're in, what months were you in base training again? March to June. Damn. I missed a lot. You did miss a lot, but you also, you weren't there when I thought. For some reason, I thought maybe you were there in January when all that crazy shit took place. No, no, no. Okay. I was, I was home for that. Yeah. Um, and I covered the inauguration. I didn't cover. I didn't go right up when the insurrection happened, but I covered the inauguration a couple weeks after that. Um, but you know, it, what's been an adjustment for me is I covered the military before mm. I enlisted, and now um, I'm not doing that. And yeah. so finding a new like that was always my thing, and yeah. now I have to find a new thing so tbd on what that thing is that's what i mean it seems like you should have just you know, as, as much as i'm over paos in this fucking army but Mm-mm. public affairs is actually a pretty cool I if, if, if i wanted to give up my career in journalism oh is that what it is I, okay i think it's some people do it but yeah. for me i think it would have been very tough to be a journalist but also be a mouthpiece um yeah that's kind of what my issue is with you know without getting too much into that right now we're trying to stay out of trouble so um so do you have a a, like an idea of what your path is going to be like you said you need something new no like what what so you were always interested you grew up with with the news was it aside from the military was there anything else that kind of interested you was it politics maybe or um no i I have no interest in (laughs) 
Good. Being a political reporter, none at all. That's good. Um, I've always wanted to be a war correspondent and yeah. or an international correspondent. So that's the long-term goal. Um, that would obviously have to happen after I get out yeah. of the army. Um, but I think this at least sets me up for to have a different perspective on that and and hopefully be a little bit more educated um, yeah. on conflict zones. So I did lie. I've actually had a third journalist on who is also award-winning, Julio Rosas. Okay. Yeah, he's been on. Okay. Okay. See? Yeah. Keep very hum- very humble guy. Have us all on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we like, we used to do this whole like there. So this is there will be bourbon. I used to do this. There will be banter. Where I'd have like four different people who are all different views and shit, and we just sit around okay. and talk the shit for like an hour. Christina was on that. Um, That's America. Yeah, yeah, Julio came on once. It started out a lot different than what it kind of progressed into because people had to just people had to move on or go do other things. Which, but it's still fun. And maybe if you want, we can always bring you on. Maybe you want to. Great. Hey, as long hour. as as long as I don't get in trouble. Great. No, we're not going to get you in trouble. It's just, you know, different views because I don't really think I know. That's kind of the good thing so far about you is I don't really know what your views are. So it's great. That's that's 100 yeah. percent the good thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you know, Christina, you know, she's a little bit more like once upon a time was very grew up in California. So she was very left wing and didn't really know why. And then got to school and kind of throughout her career has kind of gone the other way. And then one of my really good friends, Veronica, who I was deployed with, she and I are total polar opposites. We just, the only thing we really agree on is the fact that we just love America, but she's so like, when I introduce her, I always call her the, the gun toting left wing liberal or the the lovable left wing gun toting liberal. Yeah. That's her Mm -hmm. Veronica Lopez. So she's great. And then we got this dude, Ben, who's from Australia. He was in the Australian army. So he's always, Ah. I call him the Australian eye candy because he's, you know, he's very good okay. looking, very mm-hmm. good looking. <laughs> the accent doesn't hurt, right? So, no, never, never. Yeah. yeah. So I will say that um, the best compliment that you can give a journalist is saying that you have no idea where, they're, where they stand, yeah. especially, especially working for an organization like the AP that is as middle of the road as they come. Um, I, you know, you, you start sharing your opinion, then you give people on either side a reason to question your work and your right. bias. And that's why I'm not reporting on the military anymore because yeah. obviously I have a connection and I, well, a lot of people do it fairly. And I think there are certain issues that I could cover fairly. You never want to give that, um, give that perception, like you have a bias. But you notice that is something that's a little bit more prevalent in media now than maybe when you were growing up or do you think it just, yeah. it's just more, mm-hmm. Okay. So and, I, and it's, yes, I, do I, um, unfortunately, a few outspoken journalists who are sharing their opinion have kind of tainted us all with, mm-hmm. uh, we're painted with that broad brush that we're all biased. And, uh, and, you know, we sit around in our news meetings and um, figure out how we're going to slant a story that day when yeah. in reality, that does not happen at all. Um, but of course, I think, um, we have come into an age where certain things happened and certain journalists believed that that gave them a pass to start sharing their opinions. When, when I became a journalist, I gave up my right to share my opinion publicly. Like even on my private Facebook page, I don't do that. Um, I mean, I have a a friend who's a reporter who her husband doesn't even know who she voted for, which I think is pretty incredible 
Um, that's not the case in my household because we're both reporters and we, you know, obviously talk to each other. But that's, I mean, that's <laughs> taking your job seriously. But you do gotta, you, like, it, that may not happen where you are, but you gotta, you gotta at least expect that some places are thinking how they're gonna present something because otherwise it would just come out the same. I'll say that it happens way less than a lot of people think it does. I've never heard it happening. Yeah, no, course, I get that. But of I course, mean, there are certain outlets that slant left or right on both sides. But exactly, I have absolutely. never heard of right. an organization. I think a lot of the problem is now that people are mistaking editorial for, for and commentary yeah. for journalism when it's right. not. Um, you know, your nightly cable shows are not journalism. They're commentary. Thank you. And you know what? I would just, since no one listens to me when I say that, it's great to hear that someone who's actually a journalist can confirm it. All right. That's it two sources now. <laughs> it is right. frustrating though. Uh, the fake news thing is, I mean, obviously it's been going on for a long time, but it never gets less frustrating. It's funny. I'm just wondering when that's going to disappear from the lexicon. I just think probably it's, never, probably never. Yeah. Well, so, okay. Um, Real quick, if you want to want to bring the husband out, this is what we're getting into. I I think do, do I have that behind me? That's the one I said. That's yeah, my favorite. When I saw okay. your picture, finally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that kind of is my. That's what we're. That's kind of what I was saying because I don't think it was a coincidence that, you know, Fox News and MSNBC they both started the same year, right? It's not like it, it, so you can go back to that, but that's my question to you. I think I wanted to ask is because. So I think for all of its pluses with what social media has brought, and don't get me wrong, without social media, I wouldn't know who the hell you are, right? Um, I met a ton of friends, some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life, some of my best friends, all from social media. But I try to pull back because those are like micro examples, right? And I get on the macro level and I don't think it's doing a great service to us right now. I agree. I, I absolutely agree, especially because, you know, so often we're retweeting stories that we didn't actually even read. Yeah, read it. Um, <laughs> I mean, how often does that happen all the time? I appreciate Twitter now asking us if we read it before we retweet, but people just say, you know, click past that. Um, and that's sad, but honestly, I don't, I, I don't know if you, how to fix that or if you ever, if there's ever <sighs> going to be a solution to that. Well, I guess that my follow-up to that would be like, do you think that this is just, we're this, this is kind of social media's peak and eventually it's going to, it'll die out and give way to something else. Cause let, let's look at, just look at the media. You know, you go back to world war two. How do people find out things, you know, nightly radio broadcasts mm -hmm. or the newspaper the next day. Right. And then we've morphed and we evolved and, you know, we started creating more media outlets and more media platforms and, now we're in this, you know, social media era with the Twitter. And I feel like even Facebook has died out a little bit, but that's, you know, yeah. replaced MySpace for a while, right? Facebook was, it's still a massive company. Don't get me wrong. It owns everything else from Instagram to, I don't know if they own Twitter or not, but I know they own Instagram, WhatsApp, they own all that stuff. So, but at some point it's got to give way to something else. Don't you think? If history tells us yes it would I don't know what that thing would be and I think it's going to be a long time um, till we see it especially you know so many news organizations are morphing and trying to find yeah. better ways to reach people because we realize especially when, you know when I was back in local news we realized that the 11 o'clock 
news is not where people, you know, they're not staying up and waiting to mm. see that story. You, you have to break it a lot e earlier online. And um, so I think we have to get creative with the way that we are telling stories visually and in print um, to keep those readers and viewers engaged. And I don't know the answer to that. Um, do you see, because uh, I think what you just described is something I've, I've said, and I've obviously stole this from someone somewhere once upon a time, but uh, we're kind of in that era where everybody's in a rush to react rather than to be right. Like, do, you, do you ever feel pressure with that? Or do you think it's just something? Um, I don't have the, the AP. Political world? That's, that's not how the AP operates. We, when we put something out, it's right. Yeah. Um, and I've never had more time to work on my my pieces than the AP gives me because, and it goes through many channels before it's yeah. published. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's something that they, you try to learn early on in journalism that uh, you have to be 100% sure before we publish, but where we journalists are competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Nature. You've already described how you and your husband were. So yeah. Know. And especially, you know, obviously I'm not a part of, the DC or yeah. Pentagon press corps, but they certainly are. And, you know, being first is important, but it's not everything. You better be mm. right if you're first. Right. And I think you only have to make that mistake one time to learn that. I, at least I hope. Yeah. I think I was going to say, at least you hope, but I mean, cause that's kind of where we're at is that I think if you just look at, and I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this enough, or if you have, you probably have by now, but with, with Twitter, if you look at Twitter, I always try to do the neighbor test, right? Like if, if there's some sort of whatever the, the Twitter meltdown of the day is, right? Like it, it's constantly set up to pit one group against each other and no one wins an argument on the internet. Like no sides are coming and coming to an agreement on anything. Like you're never going to, you'll never convince or convert anyone on the internet, right? That's but I, I bring out, I say the neighbor test because every time I see stuff like that, go outside. Yeah. Go, go, go talk to your neighbor. Is this, is this how you guys talk to each other? No, like, I, I, I don't. So true. Yeah. Everyone, like all of my neighbors, we, I don't have a personal relationship with any of them, but I have a friendly, like, Hey, how are you type of relationship? We'll, we'll, we'll just have our greetings or talk about something or whatever and move on. Or, or if we're at the pool on the weekend, like we hang out with a, a huge various group of different people from different backgrounds and never once does anyone bring up like, did you see Twitter? Yeah. God, dude, like that's not the real world. And that's what I think I'm trying to, to maybe poorly describe is that social media has created this false sense of reality. That's not real. Like the real world is still very much, I think at least, and I'd like to think this, that we're still kind of, we're in it together a little bit more than we get portrayed as on social media, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I, I do think that, um, we still struggle more so you know, this past election than ever before mm. to if two people disagree, you can still, you know, be family and friends and have an honest yeah. conversation and not it turn not turn into a screaming match. And I do think social media fuels that right. narrative that um, we are so divided. And I, I mean, in doing my stories all over the country, yes, very much so. Um, but yeah, there's still plenty of good in the world. There's still plenty of great conversation. I'll tell you, back to basic training, um, obviously we had to fly from 
St. Louis to Atlanta in, in uniform, which oh, I didn't <laughs> want to do because that was just a lot of attention. But there was a group of yeah. five of us and we get to St. Louis and, you know, the lunch is paid for when we have lunch. Then people at, in Atlanta are fighting over to pay for our dinner. And I was just like, you know what? I just wish that people saw that, like, just random strangers are offering to pay for these, you know, young soldiers yeah. meals when one guy, he asked, he threw down a hundred dollar bill on our table and he was like, where are y'all headed? And I think he really wanted us to stay like Fallujah and we were like, <laughs> Fort Benning. Sorry, man. <laughs> no, that's a hundred percent true. And, uh, I think my biggest eye-opening experience, because I experienced that what I've experienced what you're describing on the East Coast, right? And then I get out to California and it's the exact same thing. Like it's constant. Like I've never received more positive attention than when I've had to go out in public in uniform than when I've been in the state. And I, really I think, that that and that's not what you typically hear. It is not. And uh now don't get me wrong, like I started in uh uh I started in Roseville, which is in Placer County, which is probably the most conservative district county if you look at the lines probably in this state uh but even every time i was in sacramento in the capital i'm in the bay area now like everywhere like now granted they may not be willing to do the same thing as you did and i did but they're at least grateful and thankful and they recognize like i've never had a negative experience you know i've never been cussed out i've never like there's never been anything negative and i'm not saying it doesn't happen i'm just saying i haven't experienced it and i've done this shit for a very long time uh but yeah, no. Do I wish it was easier to do what we do out here? Yes, but it, you know, it is what it is. And it kind of ties back into what you said. Like, hey, you've got your family history and experience. And I was the same way. Like, I never thought this was for me. I was going to be a professional baseball player. And then I got to college and I wasn't that good anymore. <laughs> and then, you know, 9-11 happened and that re you know, whatever, re readjusted, shot me a new azimuth. For this, for those army folks out there, hey, oh, let's bring it back to the compound. Yeah, that's another thing that might take me out of OCS. Oh yeah, land. you gotta get on that land nav game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little worried about hey, that one. Writing up, that's all you gotta know, right? Writing up. Follow the group in I'm, front of you. I'm really worried. Oh, so you were at Benning? Did you ever? Yeah. No, there's no groups in OCS. You're I by know. yourself. I'm just, I'm just being an idiot. <laughs> um, but at Benning, did you ever hear about the boars chasing people? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, here's a great I'm story. really worried about that. <laughs> no, that's a real thing. So anyway, so, all right. So when we were mobilized to Fort Benning, so we were in reserve drill sergeant unit and they stuck us at Fort Benning for a year, right? And so this one guy, I say his name, he won't care. His, uh, Chris Jernigan, right? So cool Iraq war hero, did some cool shit as a PFC machine gunner. And then, you know, he was a drill sergeant and uh, he's from Florida. I think he's from Stark. Anyway. Okay, like, I know where that is. There's a prison yeah. there. Yeah, I think he's from Stark or from somewhere. Anyway, but he was a butcher in his civilian life. And also just like when like the walking dead really happens, he would be Rick. Like that's <laughs> like, when she, yeah. like when when the worst possible scenarios take place on earth, he was the guy you'd want to be with. Right. And so Fort okay. Benning at the time. <laughs> so we had control of the land nav sites as well. So he's like oh shit, I can go set up deer stands all along. He had like a map of the whole, the, the land nav areas and everything. Dude literally set up four deer stands on the, on the, the land nav site that the privates used for basic training because OCS one, that's totally different. But then at the time, there was a, there was a wild pig slash boar problem on Fort Benning and MWR was paying 15 bucks oh, a tail. God. Oh. <laughs> so that's, that's what he did in his spare time and on the weekend. How many did he get? That dude was making like 150 bucks a month. 
Dang. Just start just going out and just hanging out and fucking hunting. Like he was literally getting probably he he must have he had to at least I know he made over a thousand in the year that we that's were there. impressive. That's a lot. So I, I yeah. So he tells this one story where one came rushing up on him and he had a 12 gauge with a slug and he shot the thing in the face from probably maybe 15 meters. And all it did was just take off running. Oh my God. <laughs> but no, the great thing anyway, so bring it back to full circle to the, to the privates. Right. So when you go and do the land nav site at basic training, you know, there's, there's five, four points during the day and two points at night. And what they don't realize. Wait, is so at Benning for basic training, you've got to do it at night. We didn't do that. Yeah. 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 So you do a night. We land just nav. did it well, during the day. Well, night, what they don't realize, night is only two points. You go out to a point and you come back. That's your second point. They get uh, lost okay. thinking like, oh, there's another, there's another shoot, one. Like we got to shoot an ad. The, so they get lost trying to do shit in the dark. And that's when you would always hear the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody ever got hurt when I was there, but there's definitely more than one situation and people get lost. I was just told to bring my e-tool and just deal with it. That yeah, I mean, way. if you look at the e-tool, it's, it's a great weapon. It's got the serrated edge on it. Just fucking unfold. I mean, that's not really like high on my list of things that I want to do, but I mean, if it's, if it's fail land nav and get recycled or take down a bore with my e-tool, I mean, I, I will give it the like old if you college do that, try. Yeah. If you do that, I think that's going to get you like a legacy pass. Like you're, you're going to automatically get promoted to the next level. We're making a lot of assumptions that I can take on a board, but you know what? If I believe I can you have an e-tool, you can do anything with that thing. Is, <laughs> the e-tool is the separator. I'll come <laughs> really? back on the show after I graduate or maybe I don't graduate. We'll see. Either way, you should come back. <laughs> Tell us all Great. about it. Great. I will. <laughs> Dang, you just go hard and be like, yeah, that shit was lame. Or oh, God. you have to really tell the company line because then you're like, that was my left hand. Yep. Yeah. Well, does that happen like then or after I come back from Bullock? Mm. Like I still yeah, got like I've got a long road ahead. You do, and your Bullock's probably pretty yeah. long with fucking Intel shit. It is, it? yeah, it is. Five months. Wachuca. Yeah, which I hear is pretty great. Yeah, it's Arizona can't be that. I've bad. got a friend there now um, for Intel school, and he says it's really hard, obviously, but. Um, kind of like a frat party on the weekends that's the army <laughs> that's just the army in general i don't i mean i don't know if it's is that like how it is at benning at ocs is it a frat party on the weekends i don't think so well, i was never in ocs so i don't know i'll report know, back on that as well yeah i was gonna say that take notes you know yep <laughs> i was just gonna say i feel like the army the military as a whole is just a frat party on the weekends okay fair yeah i mean you're going in october like yeah it's football season auburn alabama go check them out benning's only like 45 minutes from auburn from auburn yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm a gator but um go nice did you see we're finally gonna play each other not the same it's not the same no i know you ucf people have like a chip on your shoulder well no we're fine no we just today they just announced we're playing florida three times where is it well, the first one's in 2024 in Gainesville. And then they don't play again until 2030. And 2033. Jeez, okay. Yeah. So, but either way, okay. I think I do it. No, it hasn't been the same, but let's be honest. Like the Gators haven't been good in years. You probably no, weren't but even we old still, enough to we remember. Still, I was old enough. Absolutely. 96, 2006, 2008. Yes. I remember. Well, hang on. I have a cat that wants to be let in. So we're gonna great. You, you go let that cat in. Here, cat. Bye.
just stuck. It's got his tail in the door. My bad. It'll, oh, it'll buff out. Um, 96, you were like, what, four? No, I was seven. Oh, my bad. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember it. I do remember it. That was Danny Werfel, right? Heck yeah, it was. And Spurrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When well, I was a Bears fan, so I had Rex Grossman. I oh, you would you and my husband would be tight. I He's love a Bears oh fan? God, I, yeah. Oh, I love this guy. Let's I think we should yeah. hang. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. I think you should. You can talk for Trying to go to Chicago in September for uh, opening. We went a couple of years ago. I had never been uh, obviously like I'm a Panthers fan now, but I grew up with the Bucks and neither one of those teams has the history that the bears have yeah. and just to be at that to be at soldier field even though i'm cool. not a bears fan it was really cool yeah. yeah i went for the first time three year, two years two or three years ago it was a thursday night game against the cowboys when they won that was so much mm-hmm. fun that was a good time because i hate the fucking cowboys so that was a good, that was double double the fun i'm a wannabe me. texan so i, I kind of pretend to like the cowboys can you not no <laughs> can you like you can pretend to like the texans why do you have to pretend no to like definitely not I'm, I'm really, I'm like, a, I'm much more of a uh, college fan. I don't really know anything about the NFL. No, that's fine. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of people that do both. I only like, like, I grew up a Michigan fan, but they suck now. And so at least when I went to school and well, back to school and graduated from UCF, they were getting good. So it was fun. So, so growing fun. up in Florida, you didn't, you didn't. No, so I was born in New Jersey. Florida, Florida State. No, born in New Jersey, moved to Florida, spent most of my life growing up there. So we didn't really have any Florida or like local loyalties. All my family and friends from up north, they're either all Eagles fans and I didn't I hated the Eagles fans. Uh and so my dad was a Bears fan. So I just went with okay. dad. Yeah. And then college, no one's a college football fan in the Northeast because yeah. it's not really big up there, you know. So mm-hmm. no, I always hated Florida State. Hate Miami State. I could deal with. Never really liked the Gators until recently. Like I don't mind the Gators. Cause I don't think the Gators fans are arrogant idiots. If that makes sense. No, we're not. No. They're like, like Miami fans are obnoxious. Oh, they're the worst. Like, yeah. first of all, guys, all of you who are 99.9% of you are fans. I know you didn't go to the school. No, but that's how <laughs> Florida and Florida state are too. And I'm like, well, I'm, yeah, but not as bad as Miami. Miami's a private school. So yeah, it's like, okay. That's fair. I mean, it's like Notre Dame, which has always been, my number yeah. two, three team, it kind of goes back and forth between two and three. But I, my whole life, I wanted to go to Florida. Like, since I was four years old, I wore, no, I didn't freaking get in. I didn't have a really? chance in hell. To, no, Florida is very difficult, difficult wow. to get into. Damn. Yeah. Didn't have a chance in hell of getting in. No. Maybe one day I go get my master's there so I can, like, really be. So alum. you can really flex. Like, we'll need yeah. your undergrad. Get yeah. this master's. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I definitely never wanted to go to Florida. Like, if there's any school I really hated, it was Florida State. Yeah, terrible. I just don't like terrible. their colors. I don't like. I just hate never, them. Mm. Everything about them, they're terrible. Yeah, I hate the chant. Yeah, oh, I hate. The <laughs> chant. I hate the goddamn chant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, but no, I did get to go to Alabama and Auburn. My when we were up there, stationed there, it was 2011, I think. I, I mean, that's that's a cool game to go yeah. to. I think it was. You went to Alabama versus Auburn. Yeah, it was in Auburn. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I don't remember much of it because of course not. Yeah. But I was Auburn there. will do that to you. Yeah, I was Jordan, there. Jordan Jordan Hare. That's right. The stadium. Good, good uh Yeah. Well you'll have to go. Hey. You'll be there. Just check it out. Not that they're any yeah. good anymore. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. I don't but I honestly I don't think we get off post passes at all. 
We mm. might at the end, but it takes a while. Are you going to be one of those? One of those what? One of those people who pretend you don't have an off post pass. Get creative. Oh, is that? See, I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know any of this. God, you're going to get me recycled. I'm, hey, you know, it's like, it's, it doesn't matter as long as you graduate eventually. <laughs> Like no I one cares say, if you make it the first no, time. No, I, <laughs> I was already in basic training longer than I needed to be because of COVID. No, we're not doing this again. Fine. Do it once. Follow the rules, whatever. <laughs> Do what you must. Um, so is there a part of you that like is a little uh, like, man, the war in Afghanistan officially ended. I kind of missed out. Of course. Yeah. Because yeah. I assume you joined, obviously, in the, you know, there's patriotic calling, of course, but I would assume it's because of what you saw covering the military that you wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. Right? And not just be a reserve soldier for the rest of your no. life. And, you oh, know my I mean? God. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I remember being in Colombia and interviewing. Um, That's got to be cool. Yeah, that was, that was a great experience, but yeah. interviewing, uh, she's now, I think she's, yeah, she made staff sergeant, uh, Sarah Sanders. She's a medic in the 82nd. She's incredible. Um, mm -hmm. And sitting with her and, and asking, she hasn't deployed yet and asking her if she wanted to deploy and being so surprised when a soldier said, heck yeah, I want to deploy. Yeah. Um, but now I get it. Like, right. yes, I, I want to. And how that looks now is I don't, I don't think anyone yeah. really knows. We can all guess, um, but yeah, I'll be first to put my hand up if I can. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, I hate that I missed out on it, but I'm, you know, I'm not going to get into whether this is a good decision or a bad decision. I think we can be here for hours talking about that. And especially with, um, you know, my, what, what happened yeah, to my with husband. Your, your husband's yeah. dad. Yeah. What year um, was that? If you, if, if you don't 2005. know. 2005. 2005. Mm -hmm. And he was a Green Beret yeah. there in 2005. That's crazy. He was. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I now, now, now the mind's spinning with all the, the buddies I know. I'm just curious if any of them know him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy how many people we've, we've come across that we were actually, um, there's a, uh, pretty incredible <clears throat> producer slash reporter at ABC news. Um, uh, James Gordon Meek, who was at Bragg last week, um, doing a story with some of the families um, from the Niger attack. And uh, he, we met at Charlie Mike's. I had never been there before the Green Beret bar in Fayetteville. And um, it just, the owner came up and was kind of like brushed us aside because like, oh, more reporters here. <laughs> and then uh, James Gordon Meek like put, pointed up on the wall and he was like no that's his dad up there yeah. and he was like no shit like he knew him and but just how many people like have come out even on social media when Nick yeah. talks about his dad and say oh yeah I knew Jim um it's pretty incredible like Nick has been sent photos that he he never saw of his dad over there and it, it's cool for him to learn different things and different sides of his dad that he didn't know what's his name Jim Oxner Jim Oxner Okay. Yeah. James Oxner. James Sergeant Oxner. first class. Yeah. No, I, I would assume like the three people I'm thinking of, if I go ask them after this, they'd probably definitely know of him or know him. Yeah. It was third group. Third group. Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. Cause I think actually, I think is Joe, was Joe Kent 
Joe's third or fifth. Um, I, I think, no, I don't think he was. Well, anyways, I've talked to him. I, I've talked to, talked I've been to Joe. Joe before. Yeah. yeah he's a good uh, dude. I don't think he, I love, love that mm. guy. Javi yeah, might, Javier Mackey. He might know him. Okay. One of those guys for sure was a third group. But yeah, no, I'll definitely ask James Oxner. Cool. That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's because especially that community, it's such a small. Absolutely. And they all are just super connected and nice and which is why I still don't understand why so many people on Twitter decide to impersonate them. Like, does that happen? I, I, Oh, just please stay away from the Twitter world. Oh yeah. You don't want to be involved in it, but either way, like the stolen valor shit that goes on, it's it's usually green berets. It's like everyone wants to pretend that they were a green beret or a seal. It's like, you know, just, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I guess I would. Yeah. Well, you know what? The people are going to know if you were, Yeah, that's <laughs> no true. one's ever like, yeah, I was a, I was but a fueler in the army. Was a <laughs> shower and laundry specialist. What's up? Cause everyone if was just like, Oh cool, stupid. man. You did your thing. Yeah. But if you're going to be stupid enough to commit stolen valor, you're probably not going to think about these things. I Let's know, be honest. I, that's, I mean, that's why I'm, I don't know. I feel like people should just be better at doing the wrong thing if they're going to do the wrong thing <laughs> i don't know it's... i mean we could get in we could talk about that all day murderers everything right yeah but, uh, just but yeah for whatever reason like that's the big thing that people like pretend that mm. they are on on social media it's like oh yeah i was green gray and then all it takes is one to be like oh yeah no, you like, weren't what, what color was the boathouse behind but and it's just like <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that sucks. Well, it does. But you know what? If you just tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I said, no one ever wants to be a damn shower and laundry specialist. If you were <laughs> shit, people like, you know what? I never knew what the fuck a shower laundry and specialist was. And I only saw them one time. And that was the first four months after the invasion in Iraq, because they set up these massive like water bladders for showers in these shower tents. Cause we didn't have anything. So, so they like, were the heroes. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know these yeah. fuckers existed. And they like they they sanitized the water with those fucking chlorine tablets so we could have uh, yeah. water. And then never saw them again after like six months because contractors came in and yeah, as they do. Yeah, contractors just do everything at this point. Yeah, might as well mm-hmm. just fight the damn wars at this point too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's not get in trouble. Anyway, um, yeah. all right, Sarah, let's get the hell out of here. Okay. Well, I appreciate you having me on and I'll report back after we'll see if I commission or if I don't. Yeah. One way or the other, we're going to find out if you made it and we're going to shame you or we're going to celebrate you. Uh, you know, it might be a little longer if the land nav doesn't go, go well, I'll, I'll let you know, but Look, send prayers. I, you know what? I, I've never heard of anyone failing OCS because of land nav. I just talked to someone who got recycled last week for it. They got recycled. They didn't fail. It's a difference. Yeah, words but have I mean, meaning, after like words have times, meaning. how many times am I going to try it? You should fucking memorize the goddamn course by then. <laughs> like if you, that's true. That's true. If you know what your point was, you should be like, all right, that's not where that point is. You know, just take copious notes. You're a reporter. You know how this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. All right, cat. Now the cat wants to fight. All right, so I got to, I got to battle. That's with it that's too. your cue. Yeah, that is my cue. Well, thanks for hanging out with us and and, uh, and imbibing, even though it doesn't look like you did. Next time, just send your your husband out. And then, I, I, yeah, I'm actually surprised he hasn't climbed down the stairs, but we'll, you'll just have him on next. He time. might be the cats. You know. It might be. All right. <laughs> All right. I will throw this up and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of months when you're a, a cadet or not a cadet, an actual mm-hmm. lieutenant, commissioned cool. officer. Amazing. Sarah, Sarah Blake, ladies and gentlemen, go follow her. Oh, where are me. you on Twitter? 
like storyteller sbm storyteller sbm that's yep. where you can find her on twitter and uh that's all i know her at so if she's on other sites you'll have to find her on your own all right sarah thanks <laughs> thank you for having me <laughs>